This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports. With March Madness, the Masters, Major League Baseball opening day, and Major League Soccer right around the corner, Bet Online has all the latest news, scores, and odds to help you win big. And the best part? You'll receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to get your literal free money. Plus, signing up is a great way to support the podcast you're listening to, the one that's in your ears right now. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. On this week's episode of the podcast, we are back from sickness and from scheduling hell, and we are coming to you with the first episode of a Dead Ball Brothers doubleheader, double game week, with a story about one of the most iconic American sports trophy runs of all time. Drew, you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Buckle up. This is Dead Ball Brothers. Welcome to Dead Ball Brothers, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy, healthy dose of stupidity and part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Yes, we are. Yes, indeed. I have a question, though. Who are you? Oh. And what have you done with my brother? This is a this is a special clean-shaven edition of Dead Ball Brothers this week. This image is going to be... Uh, s- ingrained to my mind as just, I just close my eyes tonight. And etched onto the backs of your eyelids. Yeah, it is. It has been a while welcome, since I've seen your chin. Welcome to the brave new world of clean-shaven Adam. Um, <laughs> I'm even kind of, there's a mirror on the far wall that I'm looking at, and I still... Don't I, even recognize it's yourself. It's a little bit of a double take, yeah. Wow. Um, I have shaven my face for the first time since I was a freshman in undergrad, which was... Ten years ago. Yeah, that's it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a very long time. Um, if you're wondering why I'm shaving my face, it's not because I've given up facial hair for Lent. It is because I am in a show, and I act and play sometimes. And this particular show occurs in the 1950s, and I am supposed to be a detective, and they don't have facial hair. <laughs> so As nice. it would so happen. Should we introduce ourselves? We should introduce ourselves. My name is Clean Shaven Adam Whitaker Snavely. Everybody's least favorite athletic writer, joined as always by my real life brother, Drew Snavely. And I would like to say, Bruno, more like Brune. Mm, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounded a lot better in my head. Mm, well, Brune, yes. Brune, yes. Brune, yes. Well, that sounds exotic. <laughs> Uh man, life is good right now. <clears throat> Manchester uh, United haven't lost in a in a while. It's been Holland, at least a couple weeks. More like holler <laughs> at Donald Trump because Oh god, no, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> He's a fascist. Okay. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Now that we got that now out of the way. Now that we got that out of the way. Uh yeah. Holland banged in two goals against PSG. It's been a, it's been a while since 
since we've recorded, and uh, a lot of has happened around the it soccer world. A lot has happened, and and personally in our lives as well. Personally. Drew last week got hit with a double whammy of food poisoning directly into strep throat. Yeah, it was quite the combo. Which um, was part of the reason that we didn't have an episode last week. Yes. That's probably 75% of the reason we didn't have an episode last week. Yeah. Um, the other being just like some weird, a couple weird scheduling things that happened. Yeah. But uh, we figured some things out. We figured some stuff out. Feeling healthier. Yes, both of us. Because I also got sick at the beginning of this week too. So I'm bringing was... you guys a story. Ooh, yeah. It's Drew's story time. My throat's feeling good for it, so. Great. All lubed up. We're... <laughs> Drinking lots mm, of fluids. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It's, I've, I've, it's I've really, really good. So. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Did you guys miss us? Because we're back and stupider than ever. <laughs> oh, man. Champions League is back. Champions League is back. Like I, mean, I said, Erling Holland, two goals against PSG. Uh, Gio Reyna, assist. It wasn't like an assist assist. It was kind of like one of those things where like, you know, you like in football, if you you throw a screen and then the person runs it for fifty yards and breaks seven tackles, yeah, it's one of those things. It's it's like one of those uh, one of those assists where you're really happy if he's on your your fantasy Premier League team or fantasy Bundesliga team, yeah, and you're really mad if he's not because he did not deserve an assist for that. No, goal. <laughs> it's like it's like you did basically the bare minimum thing that you were supposed to do, and then. Uh, the other the other person turned into the gold. It's and like, you know oh, what? What a pleasant surprise! Sometimes that's all it takes. Hey, and he ran into the space. He ran into the space. He dished off. He the took ball. a touch. He dished it off to another teenager, and they combined to score a goal against PSG. So Even beautiful. if it was eighty five percent Holland, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. okay. It's that's good. all right. We we take what we can. Manchester United doing pretty well with Bruno. Bruno, he's. Uh, I mean, it just. Heroically the, conquered Watford over the weekend. <laughs> the, his impact creatively just goes to show how desperately we needed somebody in the midfielder who could do something in the final third. He he's not even like consistently great mm-hmm. at, at making things happen, but yeah. he makes things happen enough to where we're like, thank God for this guy, <laughs> you know, our yes. savior. <laughs> That's basically how it is. But no, he seems like a a, a nice guy. Good. I've read he some. Ar- seems like a nice. Guy. I've read some articles about him and his temper. So hope you bring some of that fire to the United locker room. Ooh, a little bit, of, a little bit of passion. Yeah, we need that. We need that passion. We need players that want to play for us. But that's also, a sad statement. <laughs> well, it is kind of a sad statement because it's like, oh, Manchester United, biggest club in the world, yeah. or whatever. But yeah, no, I just miss Paul Pogba. Just want to. Don't back. we all? I yeah. do. I want to see Paul Pogba. Play again. <laughs> Drew, you have a story for us. I do. And it's been so long since we've heard a story, and me and the listeners are just dying to hear it. It's been a really long time. It's been so long, in fact, that I had to look up what number episode this was because I just didn't know off the top of my head. I believe it's number 32. 32. Because Scott Jorick, like yesterday, on Twitter said... I've listened to all 31 episodes, <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh, we've got 31 episodes, huh? <laughs> I wonder if he also listened to the special announcement that we did. This Ooh. is really like 32.5. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. We did unleash that special announcement out of the world. But yes, I, I do have a story for everyone today, and I'm very excited to tell it to you all. You yeah. know it already. I, I know a bunch of it. You know a bunch of it. 
Um, it surrounds, uh, it, it, it's a story that comes from a piece of our personal life. It, it is. It is a piece of our personal we life. Are, we are connected to this in some way. In some way. By a region. Yes. <laughs> Specifically. Indeed. <laughs> so for this story, we're headed to the land of garbage plates and Kodak film. Where Genesee cream ale flows freely and snow is measured in feet, not inches. Hell yeah. Home of United States soccer legend Abby Wambach. Abby Wambach. <laughs> uh, nestled on the shores of Lake Ontario. Wow, we really, every, we're getting everything out there. Lies the great city of Rochester. Home of Will Cornfield. <laughs> Who Great has photos. pictures of your girlfriend and bartender <laughs> and a, a wonderful bartender. <laughs> oh man! So Rochester also has a professional soccer team. Oh, oh, really? Yes, and they go by the name of the Rochester Rhinos. But they didn't used to go. They by didn't that name. used to go by that name. Drew, what name did they start under? So they were founded in 1996. Yes, they were not too long ago. Nope. As the Rochester Raging Rhinos. Yeah, they were. (laughs) And they were a part of the USL A-League, which eventually became USL First Division, which isn't to be confused with the current iteration of USL League One, which is the third tier in the soccer pyramid in the United States. Yes. It got real complicated real quick with the USL Leagues. Yeah, and then NASL. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm. man. It's just important to know that US USL A League, when it was in its heyday, was the second tier in soccer in the US, yeah. right under MLS. The second division. The second division. <clears throat> so right now the Rhinos are currently on hiatus. They have been for a couple of years. Couple of years. Yes. Um since twenty seventeen. They said they want to bring it back in 2021, I believe. So the plan was 2020. It was originally. But problems with a new stadium mm-hmm. came up, and so now they're targeting 2021 for USL League One, which I said was the third tier. Yes. We, we would be playing in the illustrious same division as Ford Madison FC. Yes. Ford Madison FC, um, Fort Lauderdale CF, I believe. Uh, the Richmond, Richmond Kickers, kickers. <laughs> and all of my sad, sad Richmond Kickers friends that I met at that game, <laughs> including Daryl and Taylor. What's up, guys? <laughs> so the state of Rochester, the Rochester Rhinos, is uh, not great. Currently not currently, awesome. Um, which is really sad because yes. um, back in the day when they first started, the Rochester Rhinos were raging. Powerhouse, baby. They were good they were strong (laughs) they were sturdy they were several tons and gray and it was hard to pierce their skin and they had horns and they ran into things okay they actually did it was like in 2015 or something they had like a a 20th anniversary shirt that had rhino horns on the sleeves Uh, man it was so awful and great i loved them (laughs) (laughs) oh man so they were alive and well back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, a force to be reckoned with in the A-League. They won the league in 98, 2000, and 2001, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I that's good. That, that's, that is 
that's about as good as they can be doing. Really good. Um, actually, in their inaugural season, mm-hmm. 1996, the Rhinos knocked off two MLS teams, Tampa Bay Mutiny and Colorado Rapids, yeah. on their way to the U.S. Open Cup final. Drew, I have an adage, uh, and that is in U.S. and American soccer, you either die a hero or you live long enough to play for the Colorado Rapids. <laughs> that so is, true. That's, that's my, uh, that's my uh, American soccer uh, proverb for all of you. So true. So the Rhinos made it to the final in 96. They eventually lost to DC United. But, I mean, for your first ever season... Let's be good. Knocking off two MLS teams as a as a second tier team. I mean that's that's a really really good run. Yes. Fast forward a few years, and the Rhinos were ready for another run in the Open Cup. This team was good. There's no doubt about it. But nobody bets on a second tier team to beat a first tier team, even though you see it ha- happen from time to time. I mean, you see it in England with the FA Cup and the EFL yeah, Cup. And- but also but also in the United States, it was different in terms of the quality gap from MLS to USL. Just because there <clears throat> Just because when MLS started, there wasn't a huge diluted talent pool in MLS. There were a lot of good players that that came back, and when they when that league started up again, um, I remember there was like this Eric Winalda quote or something where he was basically like, "Yeah, like every single team had at least like four or five guys that could go play anywhere in the world, and that were like playing for their national teams and stuff." Yeah. And so it was it's di- it was different even than it is today. Like seeing an MLS team play against a, a USL championship team. Yeah. Um I think the talent gap was significantly bigger at that point in time. Yes. Yes, you're saying that it was easier for teams to upset to upset MLS sides back then? No. The other way around. Uh, the other way around. Yes. I'm, okay. I'm saying I think it's easier for teams to upset MLS sides now. Now. I think okay. back yeah, yeah, then yeah. MLS teams were a lot better than we give them credit for, first of all. And I think that also the lower league American sides were not nearly as good as they yes. were now. Yes, definitely. I mean, you, you had guys that weren't playing soccer full-time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just how it was That's very then. different. <laughs> <laughs> very different. But this Rhinos team weren't going to roll over in any contest. Oh, they were going to rage, baby. <laughs> they were solid. They were going to rage. <laughs> they wanted to prove that they belonged on the pitch just as much as the other MLS sides. Mm-hmm. They had that Western New York grit. Ooh, ooh, grit. <laughs> and they were ready to go to work. <laughs> Welcome to our housekeeping section of the podcast, which this week is a little throwback housekeeping section of the podcast because we only had a pre-roll ad this week. Oh, yeah. So, so we're back little, on our bullshit. It's a little bit of sexy housekeeping for you all and <laughs> reading some listener reviews, going over what's happening in WTFBL as we're closing in on the home stretch of the season. Because that fight is raging, unlike the Premier League race, which has just been dead in the water for months. Yeah, it's been pretty boring, uh-huh. honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's just been complete and utter domination. Yeah. And that's the way it goes sometimes. 
But Drew, we've got a review. We do have a review. Actually, we've got a couple reviews. We're only <sighs> going to read one because we're going to save the other one for another podcast episode. Very special podcast. Ta-da. <laughs> but this re- review, five stars. Thank you. From Danny Harner. An overdose of stupidity. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That OD <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> I don't know. Great pod. Started listening a few weeks ago, and I'm almost done listening through the whole catalog. The flow of the pod and the way they structure their stories is improving week by week, and the obvious chemistry they have, they're brothers, so you kind of expect that, makes for easy listening and some pretty ridiculous goofs. Also, going back through the catalog, you can laugh at how poorly some of their takes have aged. Like Adam in episode 8 saying, Dortmund is crushing, Paco Alcacer <laughs> is looking great. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars for show, which is how the, the, the review ends. And in my defense, Paco Alcacer was looking great. He was but looking really, really good. Dortmund has the rule. <laughs> only one striker. Only one striker. Only one real striker. Can at only the time. have one. <laughs> I don't know why that. Re- I literally, I didn't expect them to sell Paco when they bought Erling Holland, I and mean, then it was like a day later. It was like Paco's gone now. It's like okay. Oh cool. man. Thank you for those oh, kind yes, words. Yes, thank you. I mean, despite the fact that my take did age poorly, thank you, Danny, for the words. Uh, good to know that we're improving. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm glad that we have chemistry. At talking on the old microphone. Yes, yes. I think, I think we're doing all right. I think we're, we're doing do, pretty okay. We're doing, we're doing okay. We're doing all right for ourselves. I guess we're tooting our own horn right now, though. I'm fine with it. We have an update for WTFPL. WTFPL. Our Fantasy Premier League League. Wah, 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 wah. Where currently... I believe this is a new addition to the to the league. Jay Weezy seven seven two Jweezy Jweezy has a commanding eighty point lead over Barca Blue Jays Ooh. Joey's team. Ooh. But um, I am doing terrible, uh, and yeah. so are you. Yes, we keep on dropping. Yeah, because I keep forgetting to set my lineups. I'm all the way down to ninth place, Eef. which is crushing to me. Yes, not great. You're down to 27th. I'm frankly, I'm glad that I didn't drop to the 30s. Actually, I'm I'm feeling pretty decent about that. I just haven't had time to check with some show stuff, but yeah, that that is uh, well, that's not great. Not On the great. other hand, I know that uh, Paul Dombrowski has been uh, in our ears a little bit about starting up an MLS fantasy league, so oh. I might mess around and, and do that. MLS is back this weekend. Send me that invite, bro. Oh, dude, I'll send you the invites. I need something to to keep me entertained with MLS because I'm still, I don't really have a a team in MLS. I'm still kind of floating. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who to back. I don't know who to support. Well, my team is is now, now that I'm an actual journalist, I kind of keep it more or less a little bit of a secret, but I do have a team. Oh, you don't want me to say? I mean, you don't, no, not right now. Okay. Okay. People, if people try really hard, they could probably find it on the internet. But yeah, it's fine. It's fine. If it's fine, them not knowing, I'll keep a little bit an air of impartiality. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, totally, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. MLS fantasy definitely very, very different than fantasy Premier League. A lot more points. That's what I like. A lot I more like points. points. Honestly, more points. Uh, yeah. So MLS fantasy, you get a lot more bonus points for like field actions. So like. Defenders will get a like one point for like every like four or five defensive actions or something like that. Oh, weird. Um, you'll get points. There are points for completed passes. Um, 
Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more stats that they mm. take into account for like for point stuff. So yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I honestly I like it a little bit more than Fantasy Premier League for that reason. I feel like there's a little bit there's a few more numbers to crunch into. Yeah, in terms of like fantasy nerdum. But I like yeah, that. I might check that out. Might, yeah, might, might, might try that a little bit. We'll see. Keep keep a lookout for the the start of the MLS season. I mean yeah. that's exciting. Absolutely. Concacaf. Uh, the the Champions League Champions League, Champions League is, Champions League? is happening CCL fever yeah, yeah yeah rising steadily we're going we're doing it we're do- <laughs> but we're doing it man I guess we're on a tangent right now we, we should are. probably end this let's this get back to the, let's get back to the story let's get back to the story And welcome back from the housekeeping section. Drew, you were about to regale us with how the Rochester Rhinos raged. Their grit. All over everyone. Over everybody. Oh, Rochester over everybody. <laughs> so it's the U.S. Open Cup, 1999. Yes. Summertime. Mm-hmm. Great, great summer. Summertime and the living's easy. I was going to say, by this, by this point in summer 1999, Olivia was like three months old. Wow. So, shouts to you, wow. Mom, for giving birth. Yeah, way to, to go, our, Olivia. Our favorite our, sister. Our only sister. Our favorite sister. Our favorite and only sister. <laughs> and only sister. It's also our least favorite sister, <laughs> if, we're, if we're, I mean, being honest about it, but... <laughs> yes, yes. She's all, she is all the sisters that we have. Yes, she is every single one. The mega sister. <laughs> the giga sister. So, anyways, the Rochester Rhinos started cup play in the second round versus New York Freedom. Which was an amateur side yeah. in New York, obviously. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> Despite having home field advantage and a man advantage from the 35th minute and them just playing an amateur team and they were actually in the second tier of professional soccer in the United States, mm-hmm. the Rhinos' journey was almost finished before they even began. The yikes. It wasn't until Darren Tilly scored the game winner in the 110th minute that the Rhinos knew they would be advancing to the round of 16. Hey, they're from New York. They got a little grit to them. They got they They got a little grit to them. They have have that grit. They can finish. They can finish games. Yeah. The Rhinos outshot the Freedom 22 to 7 that game. They had 19 corners to the Freedom's four. 19. You know, 19 corners. Sometimes I miss. The simplicity of ninety soccer. <laughs> yes, it's let's cross this ball. <laughs> we're gonna get corners. That's our game plan. Let's get get corners. <laughs> it's like David Moyes in two thousand fifteen. Yes. So the Rhinos' coach said at the time that he thought that the Freedom used the field, the Rhinos' field, against them because it's a little bit smaller. It was mm-hmm. a little, little easier to pack in, <clears throat> close the hatches down. Yeah, and. It was a funny comment by him because it's a comment that's going to keep on resurfacing for future games. Oh, okay. So just, All right. just keep that in, oh, in your back it's, pocket. It's, it's in my, my old mind bank. <laughs> so the Rhinos make it to the round of 16 where they draw Chicago Fire. This wasn't the terrible rebranded Chicago Fire. This was OG Chicago Fire. Defending MLS Cup and US Open Cup champions, Chicago Fire. Wasn't Bob Bradley coaching them? Uh, I don't believe so, but that is a good question. He might have been. I didn't read that he was coaching at the time. I'm going to look it up. So you can look it up while oh, I yeah. continue. Keep, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so 
things weren't looking great for the Rhinos. Right. Just because of this. I mean, they're facing one of the best teams in MLS. It was Bob Bradley coaching them. It was Bob Bradley. Wow. What's up, Bob? Wow. Good for you, dude. <laughs> Pull that out of the mind bank. <laughs> one thing going for the Rhinos was they once again managed to get home field. Let's go. So they're playing in Rochester. Rock City. And they had a plan with how to deal with Chicago. And it was exactly what the freedom did to them. The Rhinos were going to batten the hatches <laughs> on their smaller field yep. and play extremely physical. Yep. <laughs> yep. Former Rhino goalkeeper and current Columbus crew technical director, Pat Onstad. Pat Onstad. Legend. MLS legend. 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 Had over 200 appearances. Yes. And like three MLS Cup championships. Yeah. After, after leaving the Rhinos. Yes, he did. <laughs> he said, the best way to put it, being Canadian is we gooned it up a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we brought him. Give him a ticket to the goon squad. <laughs> Former forward Doug Miller, uh, the all-time leading scorer for the, the Rochester Rhinos, said other teams, they had given more respect and time for these guys to play, but we were very hard-nosed and chippy. So you ha- kind of knew the mindset going into this game was... Anyway, we're just going to kick the crap out of these guys. Yeah, basically. We're, we're going to lock down some Bath, New York defense. <laughs> the Rochester Rhinos did their winter bottoms, I'll tell you that much. Yes, absolutely. The game ended with the tournament high 45 fouls, 7 <laughs> yellows, and 3 red cards. Dear God! <laughs> what? I guess you could say the plan worked. Yeah. Because... <laughs> The game finished 1-0, and the Rhinos were the victors. <laughs> Only one goal. A goal from Yari Allnut in the 51st minute was the only goal that separated the two teams. Sealed the deal. Sealed the deal. <laughs> and all those red cards also helped seal the deal. <laughs> hey, it wasn't pretty, but sometimes it's whoever has the most guts and grit. to Winning, winning doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be sometimes pretty. Sometimes winning is ugly. <laughs> So as Buffalo Bills fans, we know this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The Raging Rhinos advanced to the quarterfinals against Dallas Burn, who are now FC, FC Dallas. Dallas. Yes. Dallas Burn at the time, hilarious jerseys, had like a flaming Mustang that was like running across <laughs> the front of them. Oh uh, gosh, what is a burn? It was they were just the burn. They were just the burn. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they burn. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. Well, once again, the game was played in Rochester. <laughs> on the over. Rhinos. Game over. On the Rhinos field. Easy peasy, baby. <laughs> and this game went down to the wire with the score level at full time. It was 1-1. Michael, no, I'm going to say this name right, actually. Michael Kermps. Just Kermps. Trick. Netted the golden goal winner in the 110th golden minute. Golden goal. We love a golden goal, too. To send the Rhinos to the semis. Wow. There's, it's a lower league podcast. It's a golden goal podcast. It's American soccer podcast today. It's got everything. It's got so much. A little bit of everything. It's, it's, a, it's a lots of fouls and red cards podcast. I mean, you, you talk about the whole package. Yeah. This we're, is we're, that. We're doing the whole spectrum today. <laughs> so Dallas were a little upset after the game. Oh, oh, sorry about it. Dallas forward and current Fort Lauderdale CF head coach, Jackson, Jason, Jason Christ. Jason, Jason, Jason. <laughs> had a bone to pick with Rochester's pitch. I got a bone to pick. 
He said, when they play on a real field, they're going to get their butts beat. Ooh, ooh, you got them, dude. (laughs) Sick burn. Sick burn. (laughs) Sick Dallas burn. Oh, my God. I think think at the time, um, the, uh, you know, um, Jesus Ferreira, he just got his debut U.S. Men's National Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His dad was playing for Dallas Burn. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which is why... Jesus Ferra is a U.S. citizen now and plays for FC Dallas. Oh, Fun that's pretty cool. Yeah, they stayed. Fun they fact. stayed in Texas. Anyways, the head coach of the Burn said the Rhinos played like eleven Dennis Rodmans. <laughs> you did okay. I was gonna say you said what was the Dennis Rodman because I I had mentioned something about Trinity Rodman scoring a bunch of goals for the United States Women's U twenty team. I was like, oh yeah, Dennis Rodman's daughter is like a super big. Uh, women's soccer prospect and you're like i'm gonna talk about dennis rodman today i was like how the hell are you gonna talk about dennis rodman i didn't say i was going to talk about dennis rodman i said i was going to mention the name dennis rodman fair enough fair enough well you did it but hey we did it (laughs) and that's how the rhinos were playing like 11 dennis rodmans apparently dennis rodman (laughs) won a bunch of championships so i don't see a problem exactly (laughs) the columbus crew is waiting for the rhinos in the next round this game, however, was played at a neutral stadium in Virginia Beach. So Okay, not as bad as it could be. Not as bad as it could be. But definitely not good. Because, I mean, up until this point, the Rhinos have played literally every All the games game at home. at home. And have taken advantage of it from... Fairly fortuitous. Yes, it's been pretty nice. <laughs> so they don't have that advantage yeah. to goon up the game like Chad Onston said. Ch- Do you say Chad? Chad Onstead. Pat. Why did I say Chad? <laughs> <laughs> you just he just came off as such a hockey bro. Like, he's just like, his game, name's got to be Chad. <laughs> oh man, I meant Pat. All right. <laughs> but Mother Nature took things into her own hands. You see, Category Two Hurricane Dennis <laughs> oh my God. had been churning in the Atlantic for about a week and was working its way up the coast. Okay. <laughs> The hurricane was downgraded to a tropical storm, so the game was allowed to be played as planned. No delays, no nothing. Just a, uh, just a, just a tropical storm. You know, 30 mile per hour sustained winds it's and fine. torrential rain. Yeah. But this should be great. We'll play anyways. <laughs> Onstad said, I would try to hit a goal kick as hard as I possibly could, and it would get about 30 yards out and start coming back to our center backs and they would have to head it out. It was crazy. So that's just a little picture of... I, I have played a couple games and win like that. Yeah. It's not great. No. It's less than ideal. Yes. Ideal. But for the Rhinos, where they seem to thrive in chaos and unpredictability, yeah. I, I think it was probably good. Uh, I, I, think, I think that God wanted the Rhinos to win. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. After a goal is first half, the crew finally found a goal. Oh, dang it. They, someone scored on us. Yes. But 10 minutes later, the Rhinos equalized. Yeah. Suck it, Uncle Brent. <laughs> Take that, Columbus. And Charles. And Charles. <laughs> All the Columbus crew fans you know that listen to this podcast got nothing on the Rochester Rhinos. Uh, the crew scored again, up 2-1 through Brian West only to have Rhino's defender Scott Schweitzer 
answer worth a goal of his own. Scott Schweitzer is a heck of a name. It is. A deflected free kick, baby. Ooh, ooh, man. Just I, every single ugly way that they could win, they figured out. They figured it out. <laughs> yes. Just as this game was about to head to golden goal for the third time in four matches. Right. Tim Hardy fired the Rhinos through to the final with a goal in the third minute of stoppage time. Can I say the D word real quick? Yes. Destiny. <laughs> that is what's brought us here. That is what brought the Rhinos to this point. I was so confused, and now I'm so disappointed <laughs> in you. Like, what D word is he going to say? Like, I hope it's not something offensive. No, not at all. I mean, it might be offensive. Only to offensive people. to the hopes and dreams of the teams that were defeated. <laughs> As the rhinos marched onwards to victory, slaking their thirst with the tears of the fallen. It was meant to be. The final would be against the Colorado Rapids. Okay. So, that's pretty interesting. Um, Because you either die a hero or live long enough to play for the Colorado Rapids. I guess that doesn't make you interesting. Or play against the Colorado Rapids, I guess. (laughs) This game was also being played in a neutral site. Actually, it was the Columbus Crews soccer, brand new soccer-specific stadium. Right, Crews Stadium was just built. Only a few months old at the time. Spanking new. Brand spanking new. I thought that was a cool kind of thing. That's a fun, fun fact. A little fun tidbit to throw in there. And then two decades later, their scoreboard caught on fire. Yeah, not great. Not awesome. We will rebuild. They literally will. They're getting a new stadium like next year. <laughs> so the game started, and once again, there was another scoreless half. Imagine that. At the start of the second half, things got off to an okay start, but the Rhinos were looking for that spark. Rhinos coach, Pat Erkley, who is also the president now currently, he had a couple different coaching stints with the Rhinos in I guess he is also technically the coach now as well as the president. So he's a, he's a ledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely a legend. Ledge status. Ledge status for sure. He turned to all-time leading scorer, Doug Miller. Dougie. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, Doug. <laughs> we need you. We need you. We, we don't have a tropical storm here. We don't have a tiny-ass field. <laughs> We've got the beautiful soccer-specific stadium in Columbus. What can we do with this? (laughs) We need a goal, Doug. (laughs) It's funny because leading up to the match, uh, Miller approached Ercole and asked if if he should even fly his wife out to the game because... He hadn't been playing, and he had been oh, kind of on a rocky relationship with Ercole. Wow! And so he was just like, "What's the point?" You know, kind of baller move though. Like, oh, listen, should I even bother flying yeah. my family to this championship game? Like, real talk with me, bro. Ercole straight up said no. Like, he's he's <laughs> like, "You're probably not gonna play." Oh my god! Yeah. Yikes! Well, plans changed, yeah, and mm-hmm. obviously, and three minutes after coming on. Miller scored the breakthrough. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Dougie Fresh out here. Come on, Doug. <laughs> Bagging a goal where he was challenged 
by current sporting Kansas City coach Peter, Peter Vermees. Peter Vermees <laughs> always gives off this air of being like the very stern military dad that you would hate to have. Like every time I see him do anything, I'm just like, I feel like I, I wouldn't enjoy being your son. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. That's that's the air that I get from him. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because he was quoted saying how the goal that Miller scored to win the game was kind of crappy. <laughs> but guess what? All we, goals count, we baby. We know no other way. Uh, you know what else was pretty crappy? The two goals the Portland Timbers scored against the Columbus Crew in 2015 MLS Cup Final. So true. <laughs> oh, Both those gosh. goals counted, too. <laughs> Pat Onstead continued to have a massive tournament, massive game, standing on his head. Let's go, Pat. Saving every shot. A Canadian superhero. That came his way this game. In the 90th minute, Yari Allnut put, put the final nail in the coffin. Drive it in. For the Rapids. <clears throat> with the Rhinos' second goal. And the rest is history. The Rochester Rhinos <laughs> were U.S. Open Cup champions for the first time. And to this day, since the birth of the MLS, the only non-MLS side to lift the U.S. Open Cup, Cup trophy. Yep. No only, other team has done it. Yep. Only lower division team in America since 1996, which is the first year of MLS. It's crazy. It is. And that's Rochester. That was our team. I mean, like, we didn't follow the Rhinos super closely growing up. I had a Rhinos jersey. You had a jersey. And you and had a, a ball. And a signed ball, which I found at the house like during Christmas this year. We went to games at Paytech Park. We did. We played games at Paytech Park. Yeah. Before it was Solon Stadium or whatever they call it. Yes. Yeah, it was like Saline Stadium. Yeah. And now it's something else. Yeah, it's something different now. Well, they're not, they're they're not even using it. Else. Yeah, they're not even using it for soccer. But yeah, yeah it, that's, that's the story of the... The Rochester Rhinos in their 1999 U.S. Open Cup victory. Drew. A true underdog story. Thank you for giving us a story that is truly something from our hearts, something from a piece of ourselves that we're giving to the audience. This one is for Rochester and Western New York. This one's for Western New York, baby. We don't have a lot of things. We don't. We have so few things. (laughs) But we do have that Open Cup championship. Jenny we don't even have, we have we got garbage plates. Blues. I, I pretty much listed them all off. Yeah, you really at did the, at the top of the podcast. I don't. I can't. Uh, crushing poverty, uh, rampant drug use. Um, Rochester is pretty nice, though. Ah, I like Rochester. Rochester's a nice city. Pretty cool place to live. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's the story. That's the story that I had. That's the story. The 1999 Rochester Raging Rhinos in the U.S. Open Cup. Did you have any? Did you have anything that you wanted to add throughout the story, or did you? Are you just? I think I added everything. I mean, like obviously, Pat Onset is the most famous member of that team. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he won a bunch of MLS cups and then became an assistant coach and different roles a bunch of different places around MLS. But he's a pretty legendary MLS keeper. Um. Yeah. Also, it's funny that just like so much of that story reminds me of the style that we played in high school, because our teams were all super defensive teams, hey. like defense first. It's that gritty Western New York Ugh, style so play. Grit. So much grit, I could barely stand it. Forged in the cold and harsh winters. <laughs> Your team would play like that too if you had a six-month-long winter and a two-month-long summer. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Drew, thank you so much for the story. And thank you guys, all you listeners, for hanging in there and coming at us with this late podcast. We're going to get another one turned around for you real soon in the next couple of days as well. So be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, as always, if you have not left a review or rating rated us on Apple Podcasts, that would be a huge help because the more people that do that, the more people see our podcast and the more opportunities that generates for us. So that would be super, super awesome if you would be so kind as to do that. Also, if you want, you can follow our social media stuff. We're at DeadballPod everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, we're on Facebook. We're DeadballPod at gmail.com. We check with our email periodically, not incredibly frequently. Uh, yeah, we still got to respond to a couple of those. We gotta, still got to respond to a couple yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to send us an email, we'll, still, we'll, still, we'll look at it eventually. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but definitely. if you want a, a media answer, probably DMing us or adding us on Twitter is probably the quickest way definitely the quickest, to get something. Quickest way. Uh, but thank you. Thank you yes, so much for listening. Uh, we're nothing without you guys. You complete us to borrow a very cheesy movie line. It's and, so beautiful. Uh, yeah. Wow. What is that from? Jerry, you Lu- Jerry com- Lewis. You Jerry complete Lewis. You complete me. me. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Is that really? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. From from what? Jerry Lewis. That's the name That's of the, the movie? That's the name of the movie. Jerry Lewis? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. Pre- Wait, uh, is that the name of the movie? Uh, now, now I'm like Jerry Lewis is a maybe one of one, maybe one of you listeners can uh, tweet Jerry, us. Jerry Lewis is is a is I'm an idiot. Jerry Lewis was the singer. I was gonna say Jerry Lewis definitely sounds like a person. Tom Tom Cruise, <laughs> yeah, it was a. We should we should end this we podcast. We should end this podcast. We're, we're ending it on a real stupid note. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the Tom Cruise movie, but it is Tom Cruise that says it. Anyway, my name's Adam Whitaker Snavely, and I'm Drew, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye now.